to a life-changing encounter with the Word of God, presented to you by Rev. Bright Nkrumah, the senior pastor of the Kodesh Family Church, Bronx North. He is an anointed pastor and teacher of the Word of God, affecting many lives. Now get ready to be transformed by this message. Please clap your hands together and be seated. And today we want to continue talking about being born again. Being born again. And um, we have shared so many things about this topic. And I want you to go back and listen to the messages. Last week there was a little bit of um, technical issue and the podcast was missing the message. But they are working on it. Is it available already? We are working on it and it's going to be there. So please listen to the previous messages. And I believe, especially last week, we gave a very basic explanation as to why you ought to be born again that you will understand these things hallelujah that you will understand these things but we want to continue talking about the 30 ladder signs 30 ladder signs now ladder signs means signs that come in later after you have been a christian for a while there are certain signs that you will see you know, even in medicine, we have early signs and latter signs. When someone has a, some, some type of disease, in the initial stages, there are certain signs. And when the disease has gone on for a while, then you see latter signs. So in the, in the extended stage of the disease, you don't look for the early signs. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Else you will miss it. And... As a Christian, at this stage also, we are not looking for early signs in you. We are looking for certain latter signs. And these things that we are sharing, I have said that I implore you to really pay attention and assess it for yourself. Assess that if these things are in you, perhaps you are not really born again. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? And then you make a great decision... uh, a very um, pure and truthful decision for Christ. Hallelujah. So the 30 latter signs, um, we have gone over presenting your body. We talk about becoming a living sacrifice. We talked about doing a reasonable service. And then we talk about not conforming to the world. Do you remember all these things? Talk about transform. To be transformed. And then number six, we talk about renewing your mind. Renewing your mind. Hallelujah. So today we want to talk about prove the will of God. To prove the will of God. Means a born again Christian, one of the latter signs is that you prove the will of God. Before we go on, I want us to look at our foundational scripture um, from John chapter 3 verse 1. John chapter 3 and verse 1. It says, John chapter 3 and verse 1. It says, there was a man of the Pharisees. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. It says, the same, keep moving, the same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, 
we know that thou art a teacher come from God. For no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. Nicodemus believed in miracles. He saw miracles and he acknowledged it. He says, no man can do this except God be with him. Then Jesus said unto him, Verily, verily, I want us to read this together. Jesus and one, two, three, go. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be a Christian. Okay. He says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man appears calm and collected. Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man has been in the church for a long time. No. Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be a preacher. Amen. He said, verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Amen. Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Let's continue to read. Verse 4. Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus said unto him, and said, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Then he said, marvel not, don't be surprised, don't be shocked, that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. Then Nicodemus, the wind, he said, the wind bloweth where it listed, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh, and whither it goes. So is everyone that is born of their spirit. Hallelujah. You cannot tell. You cannot look at a person and say, you are born again. But there are certain signs. You cannot tell the wind is there. You cannot tell that the wind is here. The wind is there. But you see certain signs. You see the leaves. You see curtains moving. You see clothing moving. You see things and you can tell that the wind is blowing over here. And so is every man who is born of the spirit. There are signs that we can see. And that is what we are looking at. So, number seven, we are looking at proving the will of God. To prove the will of God. And, uh, you see, that means a person who is born again, someone who is truly born again, will prove that the will of God is true. If you are born again, you will prove that the will of God is true. A person who is a real Christian born of the spirit one of the signs that we will see in you as a latter sign is that you prove that the will of god is good the will of god is perfect hallelujah now it takes a real mature christian to know that the will of god is true it takes a real born again christian to know that the will of god is true if you are not born again born again of the Holy Spirit. If you are not born again, you are not Holy Spirit filled Christian, 
you will never appreciate the will of God. Hallelujah. Did you hear me? I said, if you are not born again, you are not Holy Spirit filled, you will not appreciate the will of God. But the will of God is good. Amen. Romans chapter 12 and verse 2, it says, And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Amen. So the scripture is saying that do not, one, be conformed to the world. That is number one. Do not be conformed to the world. And number two, it says, but be transformed by renewing your mind. By renewing your mind means by replacing your worldly wisdom and ideas, your worldly reasoning with the word of God. To renew your mind. Your mind ought to be renewed. Hallelujah. If your mind is renewed, the will of God will be real to you. If your mind is not renewed, the will of God will never be acceptable to you. I am telling you something very important. If you remain in the same worldly mind and look at things the way the world brings to you and reason by the worldly wisdom, the will of God will never be acceptable to you. Because it will not be sensible. It will not be sensible by your worldly reasoning. This is very important to note that it will not be sensible. The will of God is never sensible when you reason by worldly wisdom. It will never be sensible. Hallelujah. But if you allow your mind to be renewed, with time you will prove to yourself and to all others who are around you that the will of God is in fact good. You will prove that the will of God is acceptable you will prove that the will of God is perfect. Amen. See, for example, when the will of God tells you to submit yourself to your own husbands, you know, by your worldly wisdom, you will find it difficult to submit to a husband who is, for instance, not responsible. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? By your, I mean, how do you submit to a husband who is not responsible? He's not responsible. He's cheap. You know, he's lazy. And he also does, is always broke. I mean, you tell me by reasoning, by reasoning, how do you submit to a man like that? Does somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? But the will of God, you see, it did not give you any condition. In Ephesians chapter 5, the will of God to submit to your own husbands did not give you any condition. It didn't give you, it says, wives, submit to your own husbands. It didn't give you when he's highly educated. It didn't tell you if he's responsible. It didn't tell you if he's not cheap. It didn't tell you if he opens doors for you. It didn't tell you if he helps at home. It did not give you any condition. So the will of God for you is that submit to your own husband, period. 
And if you accept this, if you accept, and you can never accept this, except that the Holy Spirit is in you. You cannot accept this. Except that you are truly born again. Because it does not make sense. Amen. But the Bible is saying, as long as he is called a husband, and you have accepted him to be that to you, then the will of God for you is to submit to him. Are you understand what I'm sharing with you? And if you accept this to be the will of God, and you practice it, and you do it, you will come to prove that this submission thing is good, it's acceptable, and it's perfect. That it is perfect. Hallelujah. And you will come to find out that wives who live the most fulfilled lives are the ones who yield to the will of God and are submissive. Amen. And the same goes for the husband. God did not give you any condition that because your wife is respectful, she submits, so love her. Because she cooks, love her. God didn't give you any condition. Look, you can never be wiser than God. In your worldly wisdom, you think you are wise. But God did not give you any condition. He said, husband, love your wife. Even as Christ loved the church. To that degree. No condition. Uh, but Reverend, you don't know my wife. <laughs> Reverend, you talk about wives. You know, loving wives. <laughs> you, you, you have to know. Sometimes you have to hear her mouth. You see, I don't read that in the Bible. It's not in the Bible. That her mouth is like this. But if you believe this to be the will of God and you accept it, and of course, you can never accept it except that you are born again. The Spirit of God is in you. And your mind has been renewed. Then you will see that the will of God is good. It's perfect. Hallelujah. Does somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? The Bible says, we should read the Bible. It says, this book of the law must not depart out of thy mouth. What does that mean? That means that you should be always reading it, saying it. It should not depart out of thy mouth. And then it says, thou shalt meditate therein, when? Day and night. And what will happen? And thou mayest observe to do according to what so all that is written, all that is written therein. And then what will happen? Then thou shalt make thy way prosperous. And then what will happen? You will have good success. Good success. So you see, I found out that in the scriptures, there is something called good success. So what you have that you think you are successful, it is not good success. That is why your life is the way it is. Because you have not accepted that meditating on the word of God, reading the word of God daily is the will of God for you. Practicing the word of God every day and making it a hard desire to hear it, to know it, is the will of God for you. But if you will accept this to be the will of God, if you will accept that, you see, there are two types of Christians. 
You know, there's a Christian who will wake up and has not done his or her quiet time for whatever reason, feels hungry, feels certain hunger that, wow, I've not done my quiet time. You know, it's like something is starving. You are starving. It's like you are fasting. Do you see? And there's another type of Christian who, I mean, can go all day and then does not even remember that I've not had my quiet time. And then all of a sudden, hey, today I didn't have my quiet time. Oh, have you, I mean, give me a testimony. Give me a testimony. You, around 8 p.m., you just, hey, today I didn't have, let me, you see. But a real born-again Christian in whom the Spirit dwells, you feel starved. You feel hunger. You feel that something is missing. You can't sit still. You can't even continue your work. You can't wait to have a break to go and do your quiet time. Is somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? When you are really born again, you will see that the will of God is good. You will see, you prove that the will of God is acceptable. You don't argue with it. And then you find out that the will of God is perfect. Amen. What does perfect mean? I look up perfect in the dictionary. It says conforming absolutely to the description or definition of ideal type. Conforming absolutely to the description or definition of an ideal type. So the will of God for you will give you is it an your life will conform absolutely to the description or the definition of an ideal type of life. Your life will be ideal type. That is the will of God for you. When he says it will be perfect. The second definition he says except it says excellent or complete beyond practical or theoretical improvement. That means the will of God for you it will make you, whatever it is that you do, if you accept it to be the will of God, it will be such that what will be your outcome, there will be no theoretical means that, oh, we can think of how to correct it, how to make it any other perfect, or even physical or any a factual means of doing that. Is somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? Look, look at the creation. Look at the creation. It is perfect. Perfect. It is perfect. Until man tends to want to do something to improve it. Are you understand what I'm sharing with you? Look at how your body works. You step on needle quickly. It sends fast, fast, fast information to your brain to remove. You touch fire quickly. It sends fast information to remove your hand. The way your kidney works. It's so perfect. So perfect. The way your heart beats and works. Perfect. Blood goes here. It goes here. Goes through to the lung. Get oxygen. Comes back. Circulate. Non-stop. Non-stop. What machine have man made that can work non-stop? Non-stop. Every day when everyone goes to sleep, it's still working. Perfect creation. I tell you, when God does something, the Bible says it is perfect. Perfect. Amen. It is perfect. You cannot add to it. You can't subtract from it. Anything you do out from it, 
it makes it imperfect. Hallelujah. Except that we don't believe it. And the reason why you don't believe is because you are still reasoning with your worldly wisdom. Amen. See, the Bible says it is more blessed to give than to receive. Now, unless your mind is renewed, there is no way, there is no way this will ever make sense to your worldly analysis and reasoning. I mean, simple arithmetics, simple mathematics, even can prove to you that it makes no sense, that it is more profitable to me when I'm giving. When I give, by mathematical analysis, it, means, it leads me negative. Anything negative for us is not good. So how can that be? Is somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? But Jesus says, it is more blessed to give than to receive. That you are better off always being on the giving side than at the receiving end. But your worldly wisdom teaches you that when people are giving to you and you are receiving constantly, you are better off. Amen. You will never accept this until the Holy Spirit is in you. And then you realize that this will of God is good. And you'll find out with time that givers are always blessed. I'm telling you. Givers are always blessed. People who withhold and withhold and receive and want to always withhold, they're never blessed. They are never blessed. I'm telling you. Say the will of God is good. Say the will of God is acceptable. Say the will of God is perfect. Amen. There are some people that complain about frequent church meetings that we meet too often. The scripture says in Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 25, it says, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is. Some people have such manners that they always forsaking the assembling of God. He says, but exhorting one another and so much the more as we see the day approaching. So much the more to exhort one another. Meet more. Encourage one another to meet. But for some people, frequent church meetings are unnecessary. They don't think it's necessary by reasoning in the world's wisdom. They think it's unnecessary. What do you want from God? What ah, do you want from God that every day they are having church service, that night they are having, this time they are having? What ah, do you want from God? Why do you have to pray from midnight to 4 a.m.? What, are, what are, are you asking God? What? That you cannot say in three minutes. What, what are your issues? Is God that wicked that you have to beg him, beg him, beg him four hours before he gives you something? What are do you want from God? And that is your worldly reasoning. But God wants us to wait in his presence. Jesus was surprised after an hour. People could not stay up waiting. He was surprised. And he knew right away that it's not the spirit. Because the spirit wants to wait. And he realized that what is making them do this and not wait is the flesh. Except a man be born again. You cannot do this. 
Except the Holy Spirit is in you. You cannot wait on the Lord for this long. You don't see any need for it. But there are some people that cannot accept this also. This, they cannot accept that this assembling is going on and they will forsake it. All depends on what spirit is in you. It all depends on what spirit is in you. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? They cannot, they, I mean, sometimes you feel, today I'm very tired, I want to sleep. But you can't sleep. It means that there's some spirit that overrules the flesh. The flesh is sleep, sleep on, you're tired. But there's something in you that you can't sleep. How many of you have felt that before? Yes. You can't sleep. Because there's a spirit that is in you. It's not because they want to be dead so the pastor will see them. Because even when the pastor is not there, they are there. It is the spirit that is in you. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? It's the spirit that is in you. Not because you want to show up for somebody to see you. Hallelujah. And for others, it's not necessary. My flesh is too tired. I have to sleep. The flesh will wake up and it will look too tired in the face. Oh, the eyes will be too red. The flesh. So it all depends on what spirit is ruling you. Hallelujah. Is somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? So all depends if you are truly born again. These signs will be in you. Hallelujah. If your job asks you to work 11 p.m. to 7 a.m. Every day, five days a week. It makes sense to you. It makes sense. Because it will give you money. They will give you vacation. They will give you um, social security, insurance. They will give you, it makes sense. And you are happy and willing to stay up awake from 11 p.m. to 7 a.m. How many hours is that? Eight hours. And you will not be tired. In the morning, they ask you that last time there was, I, I was at work. Someone had worked the night before and they were shot. They asked her to stay the next shift. It was not a problem. It was not a problem. But it makes sense to you because at the end of the pay, I mean the pay period, you are going to see something. So it makes sense. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Whenever we reason in the world, the perfect will of God does not make sense to us. It doesn't make sense to us. You see, people fly on aircraft in the peak of the pandemic. They were flying on an aircraft, small chamber, filled with people, and they felt protected because they were told, if you wear your mask throughout the flight, you are protected. There was no vaccine. And people were flying. They were going back and forth 14 hours on an aircraft, sitting down. You see, and that makes sense to you. But when we say the will of God says, gather in a big sanctuary like this, you feel it's not safe. Now you judge. There are people who feel, no, why are we gathering? Why are we coming? Look, we are not ignorant. We are not ignorant people. We are not ignorant people. When 
the system is such that it is not safe for us to meet, we decided to meet online. If today the system is such that it's not safe for us to meet, we will close and then we will meet online again. We don't do things out of ignorance. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? So, you know, it is all about the spirit that is in you. Then things make sense to you. It is what is ruling you that you, you feel it is okay for you to fly 14 hours on an aircraft, but you don't feel it's safe to stay in a large place like this for two hours. It is even irritating for you to wear a mask for throughout, so throughout the service we are going to wear masks two hours hours too much but you go to work from 7 a.m to 7 p.m and you are wearing the mask and it's not too much and you not only that mask you wear n95 and then you put another surgical mask and then you put a shield and you wear goggles and then you wear a cap and then you wear gown and then you are walking around like a zombie and that makes sense it's all about the spirit that is ruling you Look, I'm not saying anything. I'm just trying to... You, you understand? I'm not saying that, you know, if, if you don't feel comfortable, no, there's no push that you have to... I'm just trying to let you reason and see what spirit is in you. If somebody understand what I'm sharing with you, right now, if they tell you to find a babysitter so you can come to work, won't you find a babysitter? But you will not find a babysitter so you can come to church. Even if someone volunteers to watch your baby for you, you will not come to church. But you go to work and pay a babysitter. How many of you will pay a babysitter so you can be in church? You see, it's because of what spirit is in you, then you'll be willing to do that. It's because of what is the spirit in you. It all depends on what spirit is in you. Amen. I have too much to share with you, but uh, let me just read a scripture with you, and then you say I, I, I stopped talking about building the house of God. I mean, I mean, building, building the house. I stopped talking about because people talk, you know, and it's all about the spirit that is in you. It's all about the spirit that is in you. You know, we talk about building the house of God. It's a great blessing, even having the idea and the desire. To build the house of God, God told David, because it's in your heart, because it just has been in your heart to want to build this for me, I will build you a dynasty. I will build for your family, generation after generation. I will bless you. And this, someone will just catch like this. Because of what spirit is in you. And another person will go around talking. Why is the church building? Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Don't think that when you are talking about these things, we don't know. We know. Because we have not approached you and all your talkings. I'm telling you, all your talkings. All, all your talkings. So if you are sitting here and you have said certain things and have not come... To, gonna come to you to you know why did you say this and why did you say be convicted by the spirit that is in you be honest be pure be truthful if you are doing the work of god do it from your heart without memorying without memorying it's not a blessing you are sacrificing receive a reward 
But God says, do all things without memory. Because there's no blessing when you are memorying. Why? What is the need for the memory? Why? You are doing the thing. Why are you memorying? Amen. When you are not born again, you will never welcome spiritual invitations. Come and do this and you'll be blessed. Do this and you'll be blessed. You will not welcome it. It will not make sense to you. You get irritated. Look. Let me just read one scripture and we close. Can I read the scripture and then we close? Is it okay? Are you sure it's okay? Say the will of God is good. Say the will of God is acceptable. The will of God is perfect. Hallelujah. Sonia, is it okay? I read one more scripture. Okay, Sonia says I should. So let's go. First Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 12. I think I will read from the NIV for so that we are. First Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 12. It says, Are you listening? It says, What we have received. Are you listening to me? Is it what we have received is not the spirit of the world. When you are born again, eh? it says, What we have received is not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God. Capital S. The spirit who is from God. Uppercase S. So that we may understand what God has freely given us. You will never understand what God has freely given us if that spirit is not in you. You will never understand. You will never accept it. It will never be acceptable to you. He said, but what is in us is the spirit which is from God so that we may understand what God has freely given us. That is what we speak, not in words taught us by human wisdom, but in words taught by the Spirit, uppercase S. Explaining spiritual realities with Spirit-taught words. Is somebody understanding what I'm reading? Young people, do you understand the Word of God? I want you to take this for your life. The will of God is perfect. Amen. He says, explaining spiritual realities with spirit-taught words. The person without the spirit does not accept the things that come from the spirit of God. But considers them foolishness. And cannot understand them. It's not acceptable to them does not embrace them makes no sense to them they are sensible they are senseless and foolish and cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the spirit there ought to be the spirit in you the born again the spirit that has made you born again ought to be in you so that you can discern this that this is perfect i will do it it is spiritually discerned. Amen. The person with the spirit makes judgment about all things, but such a person is not subject to merely human judgment. Hallelujah. Merely human judgment. So if you are someone who does not embrace the will of God, you don't, you don't easily embrace the will of God, Perhaps you are not really born again. And I want you to see 
and analyze. Put your hands together for the Lord and stand to your feet and let us pray. Father, we are thankful and grateful. We thank you for your marvelous words. Lord, we ask that you give us the grace to welcome your spirit in us properly. That your will will be acceptable to us. That your will will always look good in our eyes. And your will will always be perfect to us. We are grateful. We are thankful. In the name of Jesus. I want to give everyone who is here a chance. If you are not born again. Or you have any doubt in your heart. That perhaps you need to really receive Christ well. That you want to really welcome the word of God in you. And allow the Holy Spirit to bring that rebirth in you. If that is you, I want you to lift up your hand. And I want to pray with you. You are saying, Pastor, I want to receive Jesus Christ as my Lord, as my Savior. I want to be born again. If Jesus is saying, except you be born again, you will not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Today, this afternoon, I want to be born again. If that is your prayer, wherever you are, just lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you want to receive Jesus as your Lord and as your master, as your savior lift up your hand and I'll pray with you if you are watching on Zoom with us and you want to give your life to Christ also I want you wherever you are in your privacy, in the privacy of your bedroom, your living room wherever you are just lift up your right hand and say this prayer with me and I want the entire church to join me and say Lord Jesus thank you for dying for me I acknowledge I have sinned. Please forgive me of my sins. Please wash me with your blood. This afternoon, I welcome you into my heart. I receive you as my Lord, as my Master, as my Savior. Please write my name in the book of life. Thank you, Jesus. For saving me this afternoon. For saving me this afternoon. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Sing, Shana. Thy God and King. To you alone I see. We believe you have been blessed with this powerful message. Come and worship with us on the Zoom platform with ID number 823-299-84436 every Sunday at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. God richly bless you.